over under how many bottles of wine do you think we've consumed since we started the Real Football Fans in New Jersey? I'm going with about a million. Hello and welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Welcome everybody. This is episode 114. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Ooh. We climbing. So crazy. We climbing. <laughs> our first episode in the month of June. I can't even believe that we started doing these quarantine episodes, obviously practicing social distancing since March. And oh, uh, it's been crazy, but things are definitely looking looking up and we're moving forward. And I don't know, hopefully, hopefully in the near future, you and I will be back together in person doing this show. My mom, my mom even asked. We usually do it at my parents' house. She was yeah. like, is it going to be anytime soon? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll have to plan it out. Got to get like a plexiglass divider, sit, <laughs> sit six feet apart. I mean, we yeah. can definitely do it. We want to get back to our live streaming with you guys, but we're so happy that we've been able to get shows yeah. in front of you over the past couple of months. It's been a couple of months, which is bizarro. Right. Um, but hey, the state is opening up. We can gather a little bit. So who knows? Maybe yeah. this the real football fans in New Jersey will be gathering soon. I hope so. I hope so. But um, anyways, we have a special episode for you tonight. We're actually doing a game night episode. So with everything going on in the world, um, we definitely just wanted to have a lighthearted episode. So not necessarily talking about the big stories of the week in the world of football and housewives, but more so uh, we're going we're gonna to play some fun games. We've got three games. They're football-related, housewives-related, life. Um, nice. And, you know... We're going to have a lot of fun with it tonight. We're so happy to be back with you after taking last week off. And we'll start our show with our quiz, our, not our quiz, our poll results that we have. We on should our put together a full-blown quiz for our audience, like a, <laughs> a 50, a 50 question, like multiple choice, like Scantron, mail it to all of our listeners and be like, send this back within a week. I I feel like if anyone were to actually sit down and do that, we'd have to like give them a prize or something like that. But um, <laughs> I, all engagement counts and we'll send you a prize. We've got yeah. some prizes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, yes, we had our, our poll questions on our Instagrams. Um, and so let's kick off our first question. It was football related. Should Rob Gronkowski be a top five fantasy football tight end this season? 62% of you said no. What did you go with? I mean, listen, I mean, do you want to, I mean, I went with yes, but then I guess at the end of the day, you think about in Tampa Bay alone, he's up against two other tight ends. So I there's know, already three, there's already three good ones in Tampa. You got to right. think of the entire scope of the NFL, but I, I still said yes. Cause you know, it's Gronk. It's, it's mm -hmm. fantasy. A lot of people, you know, like to go towards him when it comes to fantasy. He puts up phenomenal points, right. but the times are shifting and there's a lot of bigger names out there right now. So I, I understand why that many people said no. Yeah, it was definitely mixed, uh, mixed results, mixed answers on that one. I actually went with no. Um, I think, you know, I think it definitely helps that he's coming out of retirement and going to play with Tom Brady, right? I think yeah. if he was going to any other team in the league and not playing with his former quarterback, I think we'd get a lot more people say no. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really funny. So I happened to look at ESPN's fantasy football rankings right now for each position. And they actually had Rob Gronkowski as the number 10 tight end, which, which actually really surprised me. Yeah. So I did say no, I don't think he's going to be in the top five because, yeah, there are some, there are some better names. And mm. 
not necessarily like it, it just almost more safe names to say because they didn't take a year off of football. Like maybe they're not injury prone. Like Gronk is like Gronk like makes me nervous. So yeah, that's you're going to roll. Somebody's going to roll the dice on Gronk and it's either going to be like, meh, it didn't really yeah. pan out or it's going to be amazing. So it just depends on if you're a gambling man or a gambling woman or not. Or you know? I, I know a couple of people that actually early in like Odell's career, when he got hurt, a lot of people gave up on him right away. And some people were able to snag him in fantasy. Yes. Yeah. And that was early on in his career. So obviously Gronk is a vet and coming back right. from retirement, but some people, if they grab him early and then he gets hurt, they might be like, well, knock him off. Someone might swoop in and grab him and a turnaround season right there. Yeah. So anything can happen. Anything can happen with that guy. Um, question number two, also football related. Will Aaron Rodgers be a Green Bay Packer for his full career? We had 71% of you say no. What did you say? I agree with that 71%. I am in that 71 percentile. I I just, I don't buy that him and the head coach are like buddy-buddy, like everyone says. I think there's a lot of shit that happens behind closed doors. Oh, absolutely. I don't think he's a great leader, and I just think that he gets very frustrated at, like, very minor things. And I just don't know. I mean, look at, like, you know, Green Bay the, – after a quarterback in the draft like you have Aaron Rodgers as your starting QB you have to think that the management the coaching it's their mindset is elsewhere and maybe it's not elsewhere this season but you got to think they're looking five ten years up the road and Aaron Rodgers could be your quarterback for the next five years but they might be thinking differently so I just don't think he's going to end up at the the end of everything in Green Bay yeah, I said no as well. And it's kind of funny that you bring up the, the fact of like, we don't really know what goes down behind closed doors. Like, you know, you kind of think things are not so peachy uh, in Green Bay between Aaron Rodgers and management. And it kind of exactly reminds me of New England, right? What goes on behind closed doors? Like, are Belichick and Brady not getting along? Like, what's the deal with Robert Kraft? Like, what's happening Like, there? Tom Brady is not ending his career in exactly. New England. And I think that's, like, my huge point. I think the fact that, like, if Tom Brady could get up, <laughs> pack his stuff, and leave, anybody can at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? So Eli Manning, uh, the only true family man, stays for his <laughs> So, yeah, I don't see Aaron Rodgers finishing out his career in Green Bay. It's going to be very interesting, but um, yeah. do you agree with us? So Interesting to see where he may end up, though. It, you know, it it's very interesting. It's yeah. all gonna, it, it'll all be based on timing because, you know, yeah. year by year, it changes what teams need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll just see when it happens. It could be in a year from now, two years mm-hmm. from now. We don't know what it'll look like, but yeah, it'll be super interesting if he leaves to see where he ends up. Right. Um, okay. And our last question was housewives related. Uh, you needed to see our poll to get, to get the visual, to get the picture, Ooh, get the visual, but, um, visual. you can still look at it, you know, you can still vote after. after the show. That's yeah. fine. We always love seeing the opinions. I love seeing the last minute votes that maybe I didn't see before the yeah. show. Yeah, or the people that vote like the next day. It's like, yep. you know, our show is the night before. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so the question was, who is cuter? Megan King Edmonds' new boyfriend, Christian, or her ex, Jim? And this was an overwhelming majority. 85% mm-hmm. of you went with her new boo, Christian. He's cute. 
He is cute. Um, listen, I know that a lot of, like, I don't know if these votes were swayed because a lot of people aren't a fan of Jim. Everything that's gone down yeah. him and Megan. Um, I went with Christian. I know you did too. And I think they're both really good looking guys. Yeah, I always thought Jim was a good looking older man. Yeah. Like, you know, I think Christian's got that younger vibe. Like, he doesn't look he does like look an big. old man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, uh, I think my only my only thing was maybe I like a guy who's like a little rough around the edges and not so salted. Like I feel like Jim is very like beefcake. Like yeah. I don't know. And and Christian's a little more like I don't know if it's just because it's quarantine. He's got a little scruff going yeah. on. That's why I love Christian. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's great. And even we had uh, oh, yes. Megan DM us and laugh at the poll, and she even voted on it. <laughs> she actually voted on the Aaron Rodgers question as well. She was one of uh, our few votes saying that she believed Rodgers would be a Packer for life. So Megan yes. King Edmonds, thank you for voting she, on our poll. She officially endorses the real football fans in New Jersey. Love you it. heard, you love heard it. it here first, people. Absolutely love it. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and then oh, we got some questions. Enough, remember that um, obviously every week we may give you uh, ask for questions. We may give you poll questions, quiz questions. But you're welcome to ask us questions for any episode, anytime, anytime during. Uh, so we got a ton of really awesome questions. Super yeah. appreci uh, appreciative of that. And let's let's go through and rattle it off. Uh, what was your favorite New York Giant draft pick or free agency signing? Um, so I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. Uh, he's my he's my boy out of Alabama, um, and I I think we are itching to see if the Giants could actually pull off getting him. Yeah. Um, in the second round. And I've, I've preached this for years. You can check the receipts, go to the Wikipedia pages of the every year's draft. The yes. Giants do insanely well in the second round. They yeah. always have some of the biggest names that have come through New York have been a second round pick, whether right. they've been a giant for life or have moved on to other teams, but has still provided tremendous value to the New York Giants. This kid is an absolute monster. He's a beast. He is going to have people running for their, I just, I'm so excited to just see what he can do in blue. Yeah. Um, and it's just, he's one of those guys you get excited too, because I watched him at Alabama and it's like, I love when my college boys come to my professional team. It's like the Not dream. Better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my answer to this was Xavier McKinney as well. And I think, I think the giants, they had a lot of draft picks that I, I liked. And it was I was a phenomenal draft. I think it's more so when you look at like in a, um, a team's entire draft, like, mm -hmm. What guy did they get that feels like, ooh, that was a steal at that time? Yeah. That was great. Like, Xavier McKinney could have been a first-round pick Absolutely. easily. And so for the fact that the Giants were able to get him day two uh, was very exciting to me. And then just to play devil's advocate and go different from you and throw out another name, I'm really, really excited about offensive lineman Shane Lemieux um, out mm. of Oregon. We got him in either the fourth or fifth yeah. round. There's been a lot of talk about that kid and how he could be a day one starter. And, you know, if you have a fourth, fifth rounder, be a day one starter, that's a steal as Hell well. Yeah. So I'm excited about him too. Yeah, and you love looking at, you know, particular positions like the linemen where, you oh, know, for sure. the Giants definitely need some help there. But in long, like the long-term spectrum, those are the guys that stay with your team long-term. Like they oh, yeah. really sit to you to find someone, whether it's in a later round or we got him early, but just to find someone in that position that, will make an impact day one and can be with you potentially for the long run. That's amazing as well. Absolutely. 
Um, okay, our next question. This is a good one. Which Giants player would you drop everything for and marry on the spot? Well, I just, Eli Kemp, because he retired? I, my answer is Eli, so. It would definitely be Eli, but if, I guess if, if it's a current player, I Daniel Jones. He's got Yeah, me. I guess if I did current, it'd be Daniel Jones. It's just funny how times change, because like a couple of years ago, Landon Collins, I would have yeah, yeah. dropped everything, literally everything in my life to marry I, him. I actually like the Daniel Jones answer for myself, because I'm a Duke basketball fan, which means that he'd be able to take me pretty much probably to whatever game I want. Whatever game, yeah. courtside. So that's a great um, answer. Yeah, but. I, I, can, uh, I can go with Daniel there. Absolutely. He's a little okay. young, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, my God. Over I can't it. believe it. Um, all right. What is your favorite tailgate food? Oh, uh, easy. My dad's uh, breakfast sandwiches. Um, yeah. He makes uh, Taylor, Taylor ham, egg, um, and cheese. Usually put a little pepper jack, some kick in there. Um, he makes them on big English muffins. Um, if Honestly, like, you got to – if you ever had a Giants tailgate, like, swing on over early at 7 a.m. before a one o'clock game. We got Bloody Marys flowing and uh, Taylor ham, egg and cheeses. And it's not, you haven't experienced one. Experience yeah, I know. It's, it's funny because like, as you describe the sandwich, it's like, oh, okay. Like that's just like a regular breakfast sandwich. But it's but not. I don't know. There's something, There's something about, about it. About it. Just, <laughs> I don't know. No, but like my dad will make them at home too. And it's just, they're so good. And like, I yeah. try to replicate them like at my house. Like, and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like I can't do it. He does something to it. It's, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's but, chef, um, chef Joe Brower. He just, um, he knows, he knows what to do. That's definitely one of my favorites. And I thought about putting that as my answer, but I'm more of the girl at a tailgate who I don't really need like have a meal like I don't need like mm -hmm. a sandwich or a hamburger or a hot dog like I'm totally content sitting by like wherever the dip tray is oh and you chip. make a phenom dip. like chip and dips and beer and like I'm good I'm happy yeah. um and I think you is yours a taco dip or a buffalo chicken dip I you make both two dip? I do both yeah. so like if you put me in front of that with a bag of chips and like some yeah drinks like I'm, I'm a totally happy well yours is your like seven layer dip is just oh yeah God, it's to like die that, for it doesn't matter even if it's yeah. just like walk and chips like I'm yeah. good so usually after the egg sandwich though I'm like so stuffed and like I'll try to like make my way to like the dips and like everything even by the end of the tailgate when my dad's yeah. like you want a turkey burger I'm like I don't um, even know that egg sandwich that was this big I can't even I'm not gonna digest that for three days I know so. you have to pace yourself at your yeah. dad's tailgate um, okay, another another good funny one. Estimate the total. How many bottles of wine do you think you guys have crushed while recording your podcast? All right. Is like so while we do the show actually live, Katie and I both have drank a bottle while doing the show before. That's definitely a fact. But yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah, oh, like together, together. No, like each of us. No, we only have like, yes. we have like one full holiday. Port. The one time that we, I think it was the first time we did the show like this, like it was, so that was a year and a half ago. Okay. We didn't realize because when we do it at my mom's, we're driving. So we only have like a glass. Oh, okay. The yeah. first time we did it. No, yeah. Not every time. <laughs> no, 98% of the time we're together in person. It's like and a glass. both have like a holiday yeah. for each. Yeah. No. So, but that, yeah, no, I was saying, I was claiming that one. So for what, two years we've been doing this? 114 episodes. 
I don't, a lot of uh, So like the way I'm breaking it down. Like 500 bottles, a thousand no, bottles. No, no. I'm not too many. I'm thinking just for myself, like literally just on my own. Cause Caitlin and I don't share a bottle. She drinks what she drinks. I drink what I drink. I would say I'm probably like around 60 bottles just because normally we have a glass, maybe two. And there's that like four, true. there's four glasses in a bottle. I think people probably overestimate how much we do drink. Um, we really we just always have those gigantic holiday ports, yeah. which are always kind of like basically two glasses. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, would say, I would say around 60. Okay, well, I'm going to give myself probably like 100 because I definitely drink way more. All right, so, so one. And during quarantine, <laughs> 160 combined. How about that? A million gazillion glasses or <laughs> bottles. So funny. That's a good question. Uh, and then lastly, what are the odds that the Giants pay Leonard Williams what he is asking? We believe it's around $10 million that he wants. I don't think they're going to pay him. The Giants, like wherever the money is coming from, whether it's cap space money or things or things are going to move around, they just don't really have much right now. And, you know, we did. no, we don't. I don't, I don't think we have a okay. lot. I should have, I should have looked to see how much we have before I answered the question but I think they are going to pay him because I think that we do have a bit of money um mm -hmm. especially like Eli Manning's not there anymore Eli Manning had the biggest contract right we got rid of people like Odell Beckham we got yeah. rid of Landon Collins like Daniel Jones is on his rookie contract like Saquon Barkley's still on his rookie contract I think we have a decent amount of money considering I don't know we didn't, we didn't do anything in free agency yeah, so I could have sworn that I read something recently though where like we didn't have like I mean you could be right. I didn't look, but I would imagine we have to have some money, especially like I, I feel like we didn't do anything in free agency. I feel that we have so many holes um yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, especially on on the defensive line, and we really don't have anybody. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel as though yeah, they are gonna pay him. And you know what's interesting? I'll give a little quick shout out to um podcast we like talking giants podcast um they were asked on instagram mm -hmm. uh who did they think was one of the most underrated players on the giants and justin from talking giants actually said leonard williams and it really surprised me but he was yeah he made a good point the trade that we did for leonard williams by giving up a third round draft pick was an awful awful trade but Leonard Williams overall isn't a bad player. No. It happened to be a really awful trade. Yeah. So um, I think he's I think he's a good piece to the puzzle on defense, and I think I think they will pay him. I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do this year for us, and obviously it's going to depend on us being able to meet his needs financially, um, okay. which is fine. I mean, I'd be asking for money as well if I was right. coming to a team trying to make a big difference. Oh, I, I don't think he's wrong for asking for $10 million. Yeah. I think he he's worth it. He came in at the very end of the season, for like midway through the season. For oh, the I think he made an impact so right away. Exactly. So in year two, once he's learned the scheme and everything like that, is comfortable with the team, I don't see why he mm. shouldn't have a better season this year. So Yeah. Makes sense. Those were good questions. I yeah, keep honestly, keep them coming. And when we get back to our live format, ask them while we're live, catch us off guard. You know, we'll, we'll be there. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, so moving um, into, you know, the, the night, we, we didn't address this earlier because we wanted to specifically address it right now. Um, so we obviously did not have a show last week. Um, right. You go to our Instagram, you go to our Facebook, um, we did make a statement as to why we were not having a show. 
Um, our country is currently fighting racism and social injustice. And there's so much out there right now. And there was so much going on last week. You did not need to hear our voices, see our faces. You need to go and, and consume, and you still need to go out and consume yeah. as much as you can and really understand what is going on right now and how you can help. Right. The link is still in our bio to help the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, there's multiple ways you can. Yeah. There's multiple ways you can go out there and help. Um, so if you go to our Instagram page um, at the Real Football Fans of NJ, the link is in our bio. It is still active, so please go there and check out. Yeah. Um, so that is why we didn't address it at the beginning of the show, but we're addressing it now because we're going to give shout outs to housewives and NFL players that are currently supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Pretty much everyone is, but we're calling out um, these individuals because, you know, we're seeing the impact and it's, it's truly, it's truly remarkable. Yeah. So to start with Housewives, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Portia Williams has, you know, been doing so much. Um, it's, yeah. it's truly, I, I love being a part of like the Housewives, you know, fan franchise, um, but it really, I'm very proud to be a fan right now because of people like her. Um, she right. truly is using her platform and her voice for all the right reasons. Um, so she's been attending protests in Atlanta um, in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, documented on her Instagram. So you can see a lot of this live. Um, she is posting a lot of it. Um, right. So her grandfather was a famed civil rights activist who worked with Martin Luther King Jr. I've actually been learning a lot about that, you know, over the past couple of weeks. A lot of people that we know, whether they're famous or people that I've like worked with, have had ancestors that marched alongside of uh, Martin Luther. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's amazing. That's, it is, it is. It's like, it's almost breathtaking to, to hear that. That's insanely incredible. Right. Um, so her and Dennis have offered support to those who have been arrested for protest, uh, to me, protesting via bail money and legal assistance. Um, I think that's one of the links in our bio if you choose yeah. to do that route. Um, she's just been really doing great, great things. Um, she was on a special, it's a two-part, two-parter, and I think they'll probably do more, a uh, special of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Right. Um, she was on that voice, in voicing everything too. Um, very, you know, very raw, very emotional Watch What Happens Live, you know, taking a different approach to things, but a necessary approach to things at uh, times like this. So again, a two-parter. Um, you can watch, you know, as we watch everything on demand, you can watch that on, on demand. And I, I hope, I was telling Katie before the show, I hope they can continue to do stuff yeah. like that. Uh, truly, truly incredible. Um, so Bethany Frankel, uh, Real Housewives in New York alum. Uh, it's weird to call her an alum now. Um, <laughs> but she has her Be Strong Foundation. And they, you know, she's on the front lines of, of everything and always. Everything, yeah. Everything and always. Um, so donated 100 cash cards to Black-owned businesses, which is great, too. Like, honestly, research that stuff. That's a great way to support right now. Black-owned black businesses really get out there. Um, she reached her goal and said now she'll donate 100 more. So she's the type of person where it's like, we're going to meet this goal, and it gets met. And she's like, all right, that's not it. We're going to keep going. Yeah, no, she, so she posted this idea to her Twitter saying that she was going to do this, and she was like, as soon as – you know, that, that's my goal, 100, 100 cards. And as soon as those are given out and accepted and everything, yeah. then I want to send out another 100. 
So she put that out on our Twitter and like 16 hours later, yeah. it was already done. So mm -hmm. she was already like on to the next All one. right, let's go. So mm -hmm. She's amazing. I mean, we talk about her so much on this show um, yeah. in regards to all the charity that she does. And it, she's just kicking ass. And that's part of the reason why I love Bethany. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then for the NFL on Friday, Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan announced he was starting a fundraiser to help improve the community for people of color in the city of Atlanta. He personally donated $500,000 and his goal is to reach 2 million. So if you would like to donate to this cause, again, I think this is a great, uh, great fundraiser he's putting together. The link is in his Instagram bio. So if you go over and follow Matt Ryan on Instagram, you can find the link to donate in his bio. bio. Yeah. This is just three people. You go out there, you see the Denver Broncos, the entire team going out and protesting together. You, you know, I think the Carolina Panthers did the same thing. Cincinnati Bengals yeah. donated together as a team. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the players just go on Twitter, go and see what they're saying. It's, you know, you can find some really awful things on social media and really like not okay things. But if you really weed out the nonsense and really get to the point of all of this and what we need to do as individuals, like right. looking at these, looking at these players, looking at these housewives, they are truly utilizing their platforms right now and their voices. And it's so, it's just like, Oh God. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm always so, I'm always so happy when celebrities, uh, not just Bravo celebrities or athletes. Yeah. Again, like you said, use their platform to do good. And obviously a lot of them have the financial means to make these mm -hmm. significant donations to people that really need it or charities yeah. that really need it. Um, but again, keep in mind for us regular folk, non-celebrities, um, just remember, you know, donating money is not the only way that you can help. And yeah. that link that's in our bio on our Instagram page, uh, you could be signing petitions. Like yep. there, there are plenty of things you can do. I recently saw a really great one. Um, my brother had mentioned it on YouTube, I, I forget exactly what it is, but there's this playlist, this Black Lives Matter uh, playlist. And even if you don't wanna to listen to the music, you can mute it because as it plays, um, every every ad that goes on is a donation. Oh, wow, that's Matter. great, yeah. So that's incredible. I mean, yeah, I love that. leave YouTube on, and whether you wanna listen or not, it doesn't matter. Like when the ads play, that's yeah. a donation right there. So there's like, literally, it's hard it would be hard not to find a way to yeah. help out. So, yeah. you know, everybody do what they can. And, and I love what I've seen. And again, this I know is only the beginning, week, but this is exactly, this is just the beginning, but so happy to um, mm -hmm. share some things of, you know, some people that we enjoy out there doing big things. So. Yeah. And we'll, we'll continue to share stuff um, to our social profiles, everything that we see out there, ways that you can help how we see the football and housewives community helping. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like we said, it's, it's only, this is only the beginning. It's been a quite the past two weeks, but it's, yeah. there's definitely some positives that we can take out of it. So yeah, so that again, uh, why we did not have the show this week, but, um, and yeah, kind of why we're spinning, spinning things this week a little bit. So we do have a couple of, couple of tricks up our sleeves for you yes. right now. Yeah. Let's get into some fun game night action. I'm going to pour myself a little bit more wine, do add it. on to the bottles for us. <laughs> yeah. We should have been keeping count. 
Um, yeah, I know we probably should have. But anyways, we have three games for you tonight for our special edition game night episode, The Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Um, first one is, is one that we – we did actually last year um, one time before in the off season, just looking ahead to the future season. And then two of the other games are just staples on the show now, two games that we enjoy playing a lot. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first one. This game is called Division King Quarterbacks. So basically in this game, what we're doing is we're taking a look at each division. So four teams per division. And we are ranking the starting quarterbacks one through four from each division. Um, some of the divisions I thought were super easy. Some of them were hard. It definitely yeah. made me recognize, like, this first one we're about to talk to is by far the worst quarterback division. Um, I got to tell you, though, like, I – looking at this list of quarterbacks, yeah, there is tremendous talent here. Like it is, there is for the year of the quarterback. We've been saying this for the entire year, even going into 2020, going to be the year of the quarterback. This just proves that it's the year of the quarterback because the names that we're just going to throw at you right now, it's just, there's so much talent here in one position, there which is. is wild. There is, but things always shake up and uh, people are always injured. And um, it's even interesting to see certain names on this list or more so certain names that are not on this list. Yeah. You, know, you don't have Jameis Winston. You don't have Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. You don't have Andy Dalton. Andrew Luck isn't in the league anymore. Um, you know, so Eli. Think, Eli. Eli. <laughs> Eli. So, yeah, like, as crazy and as steady, like, it just goes to show you how important it is for a franchise to so – it's, it's sometimes it's just a matter of luck whether you – get to land that franchise quarterback who plays for you for 10 to 15 seasons. That's a blessing nowadays. So we always see things change up. And so we definitely have new faces amongst in the divisions, guys who are new to the division. So let's start off with what I just (laughs) said, I thought is the worst quarterback division in the league, especially with the loss of Tom Brady. And that's not, it's not good, Katie. I'll tell him that. <laughs> it's the AFC East. So we have Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. Why don't you go first and tell me one through four your ranking of the AFC East quarterbacks? So at coming in at number one, so I did like one being the best, four yes. being the yeah. worst. I just want I know we're always on different pages there. So. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Coming in at, so then should I do it reverse? I do, do no, you can do one. First. All right. So coming in at number one, I have Josh Allen, our Buffalo Bills QB. At number two, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. At number three, I have Sam Darnold with the New York Jets. And number four, I have Jarrett Stidham. 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 Sorry. Stidham. Um, and yeah, so that's what I have. Jarrett, no offense to you, but I, I've been weird about the Patriots putting all their money in on you, if that's the case. We don't know yet. Oh, we haven't started. seen anything. But so I, I feel to give him yeah. spots anywhere, any spots one through three is not, is not yeah. Yeah, so no so, offense to you, buddy, but... Um, We have a little bit different. I do have Josh Allen at number one. Um, I have Sam Darnold at number two. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick at three, and I have Jarrett Stidham at four. Um, You know, I I do – I could see how we would have Sam Darnold and Ryan Fitzpatrick interchangeable. Um, And I think Josh Allen – 
took a step up definitely towards the second half of last season. Yeah. But it's it comes to like game changer, Ryan Fitzpatrick just stands out to me more. There's still a little bit of Fitz magic in there. So there is. You know? I, don't, I don't see any magic coming out of Sam Darnold. So I do think Sam Darnold is going to. He's their franchise quarterback. You've heard yeah. him say it a hundred times. It's not like the Jets are kicking him to the curb tomorrow, but yeah. that still doesn't mean there's magic with him. You can have I your franchise quarterback and he could suck. I definitely want to just point out that I feel Sam Darnold has never had love at the wide receiver position since he's been the starting quarterback for the Jets. Yeah. So they're not giving him much to work with. That's all. <laughs> and they're still not giving him much. <laughs> all right. Um, AFC North. We have the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So who do you have? Yeah, another interesting scenario here, too, because, like, we obviously haven't seen Joe Burrow in a, a professional football game. Um, but I'm going to go with number one, uh, Mr. Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore. Um, number two, Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Number three, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. And number four, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland. I have the same thing. Wow. So I know we literally just said, like, we haven't seen Jarrett Stidham. But that's how confident I feel in Joe Burrow and yeah. how unconfident I am yeah. in Baker Mayfield. So yeah. I agree with you there. Like I yeah. honestly do. But even like thinking like there was even times where I questioned, you know, Big Ben and Joe Burrow. And I I don't think they're definitely like interchangeable right now, but I still you know, it did itch in my mind, should Joe Burrow be the number two slot right here? And I was just like, Yeah, you know what? Ben, ben Roethlisberger has been one of, he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the and league. And when he's on, he's on. And I think he's obviously yeah. coming off this injury. He's probably got that fire under his ass where he's like, damn, like I really got to like, they were going between two quarterbacks over me over the past season like no I gotta come in I gotta show my captainness I gotta show that I'm a leader on this team I gotta bring the Steelers back to what they were previously so and I think that's his mentality and if that is the case then he's gonna be good this season so yeah all right AFC South we have the Houston Texans Indianapolis Colts uh Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans so we do have a newcomer to this bunch with Philip Rivers now playing for the Indianapolis Mm -hmm. Colts so what is your ranking for the AFC South? Which is definitely an interesting mix, a new team for him, but I'm still, yeah. you know, you know, pretty confident in Phillip Rivers' ability. You know, he's obviously yeah. been a quarterback in the league for so long, and right. he's just now moving teams. I'm going to go ahead and give him the number one spot. Okay. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans at number two. Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans at three and Garner Minshew, Jacksonville Jaguars, number four. And it's no, listen, yeah. Garner Minshew, this is no attack on you. Like, I think you're a good quarterback, but in this group of people, you are the outlier. So it's just. Right. <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill is a veteran. He did come out last year, uh, take over in Tennessee and prove that he can win ball games, especially win ball games in the postseason, which yeah. is really hard to do. Um, so I actually, I have the same thing as you, except for the fact that I have flipped the first two. I have Deshaun Watson at number one and I have Philip yeah. Rivers at number two. I am happy that you put Philip Rivers at one because I do feel he is an underrated quarterback that mm-hmm. people kind of, they, they forget about him. Just how we always would joke, people would forget about the Chargers, even <laughs> though they'd always like randomly be a playoff team. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't 
statistically look at how good Philip Rivers is. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson is is a young like a young great quarterback in the league right now, and, and I had to give him the slight edge. Yeah, absolutely. All right, AFC West, our last division in the AFC. We have the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's so weird to say, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to screw that up for the rest of time. I know, me too. I'm never, ever going to get that right. Um, So coming in at number one, no-brainer here, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, I have Drew Locke for the Denver Broncos. Um, I know we we speak the world of him, and we think right. that's going to be big, big time for him. Uh, three, Derek Carr with Las Vegas Raiders, and four, Tyrod uh, Taylor of the Chargers. So we're the, we're the same on this one. Yeah, and I think it's it's definitely fair. Uh, Derek Carr obviously has slipped over the past couple of years. I think it's super unfortunate when he was high, 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 high. I was. He was one of those players I loved. I loved to watch. He was one of the quarterbacks. He wasn't, you know, I'm strictly a Giants fan. Like, there's always players that you root for. Like, he was one of the players that I rooted for. Um, So it's very upsetting to see what has happened. And I think a lot of it, too, is I think the Raiders are losing interest in him. And I think that that plays a lot of it, too. So, like, his skill set may be back. Like, he might be maybe not 100% back from the leg injury, but he could be getting there. But when you don't have an organization, a team behind you, that's totally going to take away from it. And I kind of see that right now. I mean, there were already whispers this past NFL draft of, like, will they maybe, will the yeah. maybe take a quarterback? Like, and so Derek Carr knows this is a make-or-break season for him. At 100%. least asking now. And I think we um, brought that up before on, like, a, a recent show that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I – I have the same order as you, and because I see Drew Locke as we're agreeing so much. <laughs> I have Drew Locke, who I feel like is trending upwards, yeah. and Derek Carr, who I feel like is trending downwards. So yeah. that's that was a close one, but that's how I ended up mm-hmm. deciding on it. All right. Giants division. We have the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. A lot of, a lot of young quarterbacks. I was going to say that you've got a young group of men right here uh, yeah. fighting it out to make the NFC East <laughs> great. Like, it's it going back to where it was a couple of years back. You know, it used to be one of the most competitive divisions. Now it's super questionable. So I am going to, as much as this pains me, going to go with number one, Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Number two, Daniel Jones, the New York Giants. Number three, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. And number four, no-brainer right here, Dwayne Haskins, Washington Redskins. Okay, I have Dak Prescott at number one. I have Carson Wentz at number two. I have Daniel Jones at three, and I have Dwayne Haskins at I really couldn't pull myself to put Carson Wentz at number two. Um, Listen, I I know the kid has abilities and I know he, you know, he's skillful. I can't get over the injuries. Um, I would not be confident with him as my quarterback. They took Jalen Hurts. Are you kidding me? They took Jalen Hurts early on in the draft when people had him going in like the fourth round. Like I just, That just shows me, too, like what we spoke about before with the Green Bay Packers. The Eagles management and their coaching staff, their head might be somewhere different. I don't doubt Carson Wentz's abilities. We've seen him. He's a good quarterback. When it comes to an injury standpoint, like, listen, Daniel Jones had his rookie season. He got tossed in there, and they decided to bench Eli Manning. And he went out and made a name for himself, and he did a great job. Do we need to see more from him? Yes, but I was more pleased with – him going in only a couple games 
compared to Carson Wentz only playing a couple games on injury. I mean, if Daniel Jones has a really great sophomore season, then I don't see why he can't yeah. on my list surpass Carson Wentz. Um, and that's the hard part about making this list right now. It's like, okay, we only saw a little bit of Daniel Jones. That factors in, um, you factor in Carson Wentz is very injury prone, but when he's not injured, he plays at a really high level. So it's like, there's so many factors when, yeah. when deciding these rankings. So I get your reason. I get my reason. Um, and, and like I said, if Daniel Jones has a great sophomore season, let's say Carson Wentz gets hurt again, it's very easy to move Daniel Jones into the, into the second position in this division. Absolutely. All right, the NFC North, we have the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Another weird set of folk right here. Um, so I'm going with number one, Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Uh, two, Kirk Cousins, Vikings. Three, Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions. And Mitch Trubisky, number four, Chicago Bears. We Same. agree again. Oh, my God. Honestly, whoever is listening to the podcast right now, <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Katie and I have never agreed this much in Mark our this day in our, our What is the date? I'm looking at my phone. It is Wednesday, June 10th right now. You're listening yeah. to this. And Katie and I have never agreed more in our lives. I do feel as though, I do feel as though like some of these were, they were no brainers. Like I feel like, even though I think a lot of people would be, would question maybe why we put Kirk Cousins ahead of Matthew Stafford. I think that's the only thing that. Or there's so many people that you love Kirk Cousins. So many people yeah. love him way more than you. They'd probably put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. That's how <laughs> no, upset But the majority of people rip on Kirk Cousins. So I think and a lot me, of people, I did. <laughs> Yeah. I think a lot of people would put Matthew Stafford ahead of him, but. I don't know. Matthew Stafford, maybe for me, is another guy. I don't know if it's Matthew Stafford is going downhill. Is he on the chopping block? I, I think, think they're the all going bad. I think the team is bad. And I think but I wouldn't be jumping at the opportunity to Matthew Stafford joining my team as a starting quarterback. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm the one who rips on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the NFC South, this is what I'm deeming as the best quarterback. This team. was so hard. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Even uh, the next one is hard, too. I mean, it was a little easy. This one's the hardest one. Yeah, this, one hardest this, is, one. this is the hardest one because you've got the, you've got the best quarterbacks in this, this division. We have the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and the uh, – <laughs> this is hilarious because in my notes – You I have a typo. I wrote down that it was the Patriots because Tom Brady. I've been waiting all day to call you out on the show for it. That's amazing. I meant to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but obviously we have newcomer in this division in Tom Brady, and uh, we have Teddy Bridgewater, even though he was with the Saints. So he's, but now he's going to be a starter, uh, presumably for the Carolina Panthers. So what do you have? Listen, such a strong quarterback division then you okay. throw tom brady into the mix and you're like i know it was already shit. a good one <laughs> holy shit how can this get any harder well yeah. we just made it harder for you so i am going with tom brady at number one yeah um then i'm going to move to drew Brees at number two um uh teddy bridgewater at number three i knew you were gonna do it <laughs> and, you and Matt ryan at four don't you say should've. i shouldn't no don't say that because Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, the Falcons don't just become bad overnight. There's got to be. I, a yeah, but I think here's here's why 
I, obviously, I have that order, except I have Matt Ryan at three, I have Teddy Bridgewater at four. I feel as though you saw one bad season from Matt Ryan and only one good season from Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, and I that's think what you're like convinced. I think we're pointing a lot of fingers here, <laughs> and but it's true. It's Teddy also coming from a person. Matt Ryan has been my fantasy quarterback for the last like three or four years. So, like I know what I'm getting right now. What I saw from Teddy Bridgewater this season was all-star Pro Bowl quarterback potential. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater was the real deal this year. I'm pulling up stats after this show. I bet they were like the same exact <laughs> Literally. If, if not, Matt Ryan's were better. Honestly, pull up the receipts. I could be wrong, but I'm still standing by my boy, Teddy Bridgewater. This was a hard thing, though. But it's nothing, honestly, like, it's, it, it's no, again, it's no offense. Like I said earlier, it's like Gardner Minshew. It's no offense to you. It's no offense to you, Matt Ryan. But you're right. I was, I was particularly upset with how poorly he played last season, how bad the Falcons were. Um, he just I ruined, I just, your, I love he Teddy ruined your fantasy football season. No, because I'm still probably going to draft him this season. No, he did ruin my season. Luckily, I had Kirk Cousins as the backup, which why did I pick him as my backup? Because he became my starter for the rest of the season. But yeah. now we know. I'll go after Teddy Bridgewater. Now we know. And our last division. I do. Right. If anyone who listens to our podcast like knows Teddy Bridgewater personally, like I love him. <laughs> Please introduce me. Oh, goodness. Our last division, um, definitely what I deem not necessarily as the best quarterback division but definitely uh the best division yeah. in football just all around that's why it was like hard it's because it's like yeah. there's talent here qb wise but it's like there's question marks too you um, think about the team surrounding them right we have the nfc west we have the arizona cardinals the los angeles rams the san francisco 49ers and the seattle seahawks so i'm going to, and for me i feel like this is a no-brainer the number, number one spot so i went with russell wilson number right. one um, any day when it was a rumor that he'd come to the Giants, I was like, "Holla, <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back." I would still have Russell Wilson, like absolutely, honestly, he's all around, all around great player, great person, great player. Uh, two, I have Jimmy Garoppolo, Forty Niners. Number three, Jared Goff, Rams, and then Kyler Murray at four. Listen, I'm still. We I, did it again. We, we did, did it again. again. We There's feel like a like a match thing go off <laughs> like every time, <laughs> like. Duh, Something like, oh, that lights up when we agree. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, like, we need it never, this, this episode would have been very aggressive, probably too much for our audience, but <laughs> it rarely happens. So, like, if you're listening to the pod for the first time yeah. this episode, I need you to guys to understand that, like, Katie and I, when it comes to football mainly, too, like, we really don't agree this much. Like, no. it's more good constructive arguments. Oh, it's for sure. Real, it's never real arguments. We're not yelling at each other. But yeah. It's never this, like, all sunshine and no, rainbows. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's funny. I, I mean, I agree with you. And the only thing that maybe uh, I would flip is maybe you flip Jimmy G at two and Jared Goff at three. Those could Ooh. maybe be interchangeable. But, like, I well, don't, I don't know. know. That's another thing of somebody who's – Something later on in Somebody who's games. trending upward. Someone yeah. who's trending up and somebody who's trending down. You know what I mean? So well, I gotta tell you something later on tonight. Well, I I disagree with that statement because something okay. of later on this evening that will I'll share okay, okay. in one of our other games. One of our other games. We got all so right, many. All right. Well, that was that was yeah. game number. That was one. good. But uh, wow, just eye opening to the quarterbacks. The starting we say that in quotes because you know the season hasn't started yet. Yeah. But the the deemed starters for each team right now, like this is yeah. that's some true talent. And right hey, there. they can change so. 
you know, there could yeah. be, there could still be some quarterback uh, camp battles. That yeah. Wild talent on that list, but there's also some wild talent that's not on that list. So keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. All right, game number two, we are playing the classic game of buy or sell. Um, this is football and housewives sprinkled together. So let's just kick it off. Buy means if you have, if you've never watched this before, never seen us play buy or sell, we're going to say 10 different statements. Um, and for each statement, you will either buy, which means that you agree with the statement, or you're going to sell it, which means mm. that you don't agree with it. So statement number one, speaking of quarterback battles and potential, who knows what's going to happen, Tua Tagovailoa will beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick in training camp and be Miami's week one starter. Buy or sell, Bama fan. What do you got? I am selling this. I think Tua is a um... – I don't know what to say. He's a, he's a later man for this job. Okay. Um, and a later man could be, I'm, I'm, I'm coining that phrase later man. Um, I don't even know if that's a thing. So, <laughs> but it's going to be like halfway through the season or next season. Um, I, I don't, I just don't oh, know. God. I don't think it's going to be next season. I don't, I don't know. I don't think um, so. Unless he gets a setback injury wise. No, it's not even that. Like we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We talk about the magic is still there. You've seen what happens when that spark lights in him and he, and Miami's not the best team in the world. So even if they do like a little bit good, it looks like they're doing a whole lot of good. And I just don't know if Tua, it's a, it's a, an argument that I've had in my head since he announced that he was, you know, declaring for the NFL draft. I, you know, I didn't want him to, and now we're here. He's on a team. So I got to accept it and move on. But I just don't know if day one is his day. All right. Well, we're going to go back to our normal disagreeing ways. Oh, there we go. We're back on, we're back, back. on, back on our bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to buy this and not because I think this is the right move for Miami. I certainly really think that nowadays it's really good. Even if you have, unless it's Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow should be starting week one. But yeah. you know, a lot of times when you draft a rookie in the first round and they look like they're good and they'll be your future franchise quarterback, I, I definitely always appreciate and think it's a good move if you have somebody ahead of him to let them kind of start the season, see yeah. how things go, let that rookie learn and pick up things and then put them in there. And so I think that would be the right move for Miami. But I think as long as Tua is healthy, I do think that there's a lot of hype. And I, I might get that super happy. Yeah. I think he'll be the week one starter. Yeah, if Miami really likes what they see from Tua before the season starts, then I think he's, he's week one starter for sure. Right. Question number two, Luann's next big hit will be a song about the lower level. Good night from the lower level. They do have wine glasses that say that, so we got to invest. Um, absolutely. I am buying this 100% because I think she alluded to it to something like Andy tweeted something. It was like, good morning. And she like quote tweeted it and she goes, good night from the lower level. Like I just, I yeah. think it's, it's a no brainer. She always likes to poke fun at, the women and the drama that ensues obviously yeah. Giovanni clear example of that so this is a no-brainer why wouldn't you make a song Luann Luann has a huge pre presence on social media and she's really awesome she's very responsive huh. and it's always like talking with fans us 
Um, and Only us. <laughs> I, <laughs> we're her BFFs. I think she really catches on to the trends. What yeah. the trends and what's she making listens. people laugh and like. Yeah. I mean, you you watch that episode at a lower level and you and I are talking, <laughs> we're cracking up, we think it's hilarious. But then if you take to social media and you look yeah. at what people are saying on Twitter, it's not just us no. who are loving it. You find that, wow, that yeah. line really stuck with people and like people are, yeah. it's running like wildfire. So yeah. I think Luann is in touch with like what people think is funny, not only to like, you know, sell t-shirts at her yeah. But also, she puts a lot of it in her songs. So listen, and her personal brand is her business. So whatever her business is gonna, that's how she makes her business better. So if anyone listening on the pod is working for a large organization and you're in marketing or social media marketing, she is like the thing. Like you need to be listening to your audience. So like she made a award, like a award-winning hit with Giovanni, in my opinion. And yeah. it's because she listened to her audience and she saw yeah. how that took off. And she's going to do the same thing with lower level, in my opinion. So yeah. if you're working for a big name brand, take a lesson or two from Miss Luann. I also feel like when she first started singing, like set, like she wanted to sing on Real Housewives, like mm. I, I think she took herself pretty seriously. <laughs> and now I think we're at a level of she knows like, this is all in good yeah. fun. So like, I don't think she's out there trying to make like amazing songs that mm -hmm. are like really inspirational no, or, yeah. sad or about heartbreak <laughs> or whatever. I think she's like trying to have fun with fun, it. Yeah. So this I'm a hundred percent buying. I think this has got to be her next, next big hit. Although when we did meet her for the second time at her cabaret show, we did say she needs to do a song about eggs a la France. So I'm still holding out for that one. Yeah, as well. <laughs> let's see. We did, you know, you gave you gave her the idea. We'll see if I she did. I did. You gotta copyright that. <laughs> All right, number three, the real housewives of Beverly Hills cast will force Kyle off the show, much like Lisa Vanderpump. I am buying this 100%. Um, I don't really like to call people bullies because I know that's like an actual serious issue that this like world faces. Like bullying is yeah. a huge thing. But these women like actually kind of take that that tone. We've seen plenty of bullying happen yeah. housewives. We have. Um, you know, and it doesn't just happen like with little children. Like these, the, the one of the reasons why I, I've taken a, a hiatus from Beverly Hills um, is because of that reason. Right. I just, I'm, I'm not fully invested this season. I'm, I'm catching a lot of rebat, uh, recaps. I think I've watched a couple of episodes, maybe not fully invested. I'm still very ticked off with Lisa Vanderpump leaving. And it's because right. I saw that it was not okay. And then as soon as this season started, I said it on one of our episodes here, you can yeah. see now they're just turning it on other people it's and not it's, gonna, not, yeah. it's not, it's not okay. Feuding. People are starting to feud with Kyle and, and not only that, um, but obviously Bravo in general has realized that you can move on from an OG housewife and your yeah. franchise can still exist and do well without them yeah. so unfortunately that doesn't bode well for kyle yeah. and i feel like if the women are all against her then it, yeah, yeah the same thing can happen so i'm i'm buying that one as well yeah i don't know it's funny someone like tweeted like i think a couple episodes ago like did kyle ever have a real friend on this franchise and literally everyone just like bombarded that person like lisa vanderbilt <laughs> lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. and like lisa like quote tweeted it and she was like well like I was there, but you weren't. So I, life comes at you fast, right? Yes. 
Um, question number four, this, this kind of, you know, plays in with the last game we just did. Uh, Jameis Winston will eventually be a NFL starter again at some point. So I'm going to sell this, but I have like a little asterisk next to it. Um, so the asterisk says that he will play for our team. Um, he will be a phenomenal backup. Um, he will start games when a starter is prone to injury, things like that. He just won't be like an official starter. So that's why I'm selling it. So he will start games. He will fill in as needed. Um, so that was kind of my little, my little point there. Yeah, I'm actually going to buy this. And I think, um, I think I see people who's, who, people who are still specifically getting a chance in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have Teddy Bridgewater. He got a second chance. And who else? We, we have other people. Who if you're are, not watching the video. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Ryan that Tannehill. That is true. He basically, yeah. the Dolphins got rid of him. You thought that was the end of his career, right? And all yeah. of a sudden, now he's the starter, and the the Titans gave him a contract extension. Yeah. So I feel as though if you had asked me like a year or two ago, maybe I would feel differently. But based yeah. on what I see happening, and sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it doesn't. The fact that Cam Newton doesn't have a job, and this, the fact that Tyrod yeah. Taylor does like yeah. sometimes it just doesn't make sense and I do feel like at some point Jameis will get another shot in his career so I'm buying it all right uh number five the Patriots record will be under 500 I'm gonna sell this I understand that Tom Brady your end-all be-all god of a yeah. quarterback is no longer there um, but you still have a tremendous coach in Bill Belichick and you still have some absolute like units on that team so you're not gonna go under 500 don't worry about it you're still probably gonna win the division for all we know <laughs> is, that, is that really it it honestly scares me the fact that New England is is deciding to go with Jarrett Stidham and decided not to draft someone it's like what do they know that what do they know i don't think bill belichick gives a crap that's what it is he'll take he'll take the cashier from target or from walmart and turn you into a super bowl mvp but that's why i'm scared that's why i'm scared because like it's like is he gonna do that with jared stim is jared stim just gonna wow yeah um i am selling this mainly not for what you said but mainly for the fact of the division that they play in they play in the afc east i don't think it's a competitive yeah. division i think they could hold their own i think this team could finish eight and eight which is technically 500 and technically technically not under 500 yeah. so i'm selling this as well number six the redskins will commit to Dwayne haskins the entire season I'm going to sell this. Um, I think right now the Redskins are a, um, <clears throat> a very wish-washy organization. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it was apparent last season with the whole quarterback situation. You know, ever since Alex Smith got hurt, it's been like real, real yeah. downhill in that area. Um, but they're the type of team, and we've mentioned this on the podcast before, <clears throat> you know, teams that go back and forth waffle between quarterbacks it doesn't set the stage well for your entire team it throws your entire team yeah. aloof aloof I, it, it, literally, 
<laughs> unless you're a hundred percent ready to move on, completely move on from that player, do yeah. not switch them back and forth and back and forth. And I see the Redskins as a team to, to just go bop, 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 you're bop. Not wrong. Yeah. And they're going to do that this season. And I think they're going to go bop, bop. And they're not going to be fully happy with what Dwayne Haskins offers in the beginning. And they're, there's not, they're not going to commit. And I, I see them next season going after a quarterback in the draft. It's early on, but I see it. I am selling this as well for all the reasons. I'll get my crystal ball out. I'm selling it for all the reasons that you said. I think that's a great point of the fact that I could easily see this team doing poorly, getting a high draft pick next year and be looking at a quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. But I think the main reason I'm selling it is because this team has Kyle Allen on it. Mm -hmm. Kyle Allen came from the Carolina Panthers. um, And he had to fill in for an injured Cam Newton last year. He did really well. So much so the fact that people were like, well, when Cam Newton's healthy again, is he even going to get his job back? Like Kyle Allen really did a nice job coming in and playing and filling in. Uh, And let's not forget who the Washington Redskins new coach is, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was with Kyle Allen. He, he knows, knows what he can do. He People don't forget. Kyle. He likes Kyle Allen. It will not shock me whatsoever to see them go with Dwayne Haskins, him play poorly, and Ron Rivera be like, Kyle Allen can do this. I can throw this kid in and he can win. Ron Rivera, don't forget. People don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Number seven, Jackie and Teresa will become friends on the next Real Housewives of New Jersey season. So shockingly enough, I am buying this. Me too. Um, I think, and we all know that I'm not Jackie's biggest fan. And even right. when Teresa hit her lowest of moments, I was always, always still much on her side of a lot of things. Um. I just, I think even we saw a turning point at the end of last season, them, whether it was tolerating each other, if you want to call it that, um, I just, I did kind of see a little bit of a spark. Um, and we have been seeing some things across social media lately where, you know, happy birthdays have been exchanged, they've been yes. like down the shore together, or like things like that. So I do see a friendship underway in the upcoming season. I'm buying it as well, just mainly for one of the points you made about like things that I've seen on social media, like they seem pretty friendly lately. Like you don't get paid for that. Like that's real. Right. We're, this is real life. Like look at what we're seeing between like Ramona and Leah right now on social media. They don't get paid to be all happy go lucky with each other. Um, I don't think by any means Jackie and Teresa are going to be BFFs, but I'm, I'm more like, I would love to see this next season of New Jersey where and that almost, I don't need them to be BFFs, but I also want them to be a step above, like just tolerating each other and being polite. Yeah. Like I want to see them have like moments of really genuinely yeah. enjoying each other's company. And I think that- There was a when- lot of hurtful things said, I think. So like, I just don't, and we know how hard like Teresa is. Like I don't- It was a very long time ago. They have apologized. There have been genuine apologies. And I feel like- I they're in a position where the past can be the past. And Danielle Staub is like the black plague to that group of women. <laughs> He's going to be gone, right? Yeah. And I'm, She'll I'm noodle actually, her way back in some I'm actually way, really somehow. hoping that like, because there were so many moments where I did like Jennifer. I hope Jennifer doesn't become like a constant evil. No, because no, I don't think she On the reunion, be. on the reunion, she was like, I couldn't handle her on the No, reunion. I agree. It was agree. very disappointing. Yeah. So, 
I hope the women, for the most part, like the New York women, are, can be like great friends this next season. Yeah, so. agreed. All right, number eight. The real. This is an interesting one. The <laughs> Real Housewives will still be a show ten years from now, the year twenty thirty. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> we will I will be, be four. I will be forty years old. Oh my God, let's not even go there. I'm not even 30 yet. Um, so I'm going to buy this. I think no matter like the, the test of time, trashy reality TV is going to, whether we binge it on Netflix or cable television is still a thing, we're going to be all about it, I think. And I think it's great that as much as Bravo has introduced new franchises in the past, and maybe they didn't, you know, like Miami, DC, um, they did a couple of the abroad ones. Maybe they didn't yeah. perform well. But if you have Salt Lake City come in and kill it, that means they're going to be like, wow, we're going to be able to add in more franchises, build on our franchise. See how, like, think how long Orange County has been around how long Atlanta has yeah. been around. Atlanta has some prime OGs on there. But they're introducing some new people. Orange County has basically wiped out their OGs and it's all new people. So think about that. So I think it, yeah. you know, 10 years seems like a very long time, but-, but They've already been around for 10 years. They've already stood the test yeah. of time so far. Um, I'm buying this as well because I look at I look at shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That's been on it's since like 2007. Um, I think even longer than that, one of one show that I really Survivor. On uh, no one. Well, yes, but on MTV, MTV The Challenge. The oh, Challenge yeah. has been around since I've literally been in elementary school. I'm yeah. 30 years old now, um, and I think you know the Challenge could have gone away, Kardashians mm -hmm. could have gone away, but the like the difference with Housewives is Housewives is bravo that is their is. biggest show that is their it money maker. Really that is, is their yeah. number one like mm -hmm. if that was gone tomorrow it'd be like uh what you better have eight what? other you better have eight other shows that are gonna right. pick like, up mtv has plenty of shows so yeah. one day if they decided to move on from the challenge i mean they, they could moved on, they moved on from the real world yeah um, they don't do that anymore so but I feel as though if you took the housewives away from Bravo, we wouldn't even know what it would look like. I, I, you might as well take Bravo away at that point. So yeah. I do believe 10 years from now that it would still be there. Bravo's probably listening to this podcast and they're like, crap, we really need to bring on some new episodes, <laughs> new shows to our list. We can't just yeah. be housewives. We can't just be all of this. So No, they do. And they do have good shows. They but do. Like, saying, like this, the housewives franchise is the face of Bravo. It yeah, really absolutely. Okay, number nine, the Detroit Lions will finish fourth in their division for the third straight year. So remember, they're in the division yeah. with Chicago Bears, the Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm buying it. The The Lions are such a snooze fest for me. And it's not, it's just, I, they, yeah, they are. We spoke about this earlier. They is it the team? Is it the team or is it Matthew Stafford? It's the, Would, it's the team. And I agree. But again, like I said before, if you, I wouldn't be so thrilled if Matthew Stafford came knocking on my door to be my starting quarterback if we needed one. I just, there's, there's no appeal. Be. I don't know. No. I, I would be. I think Matthew Stafford is unfortunately, like he's like a tarnished trophy because he's <laughs> on this bad team. Um, but I am buying it. I think the only other team that might give them a run for their money finishing last in that division is the Chicago Bears. But that's just going to depend on what happens at the quarterback position there because you got Trubisky, you got Nick Foles. 
Some people would even argue that they might even just leapfrog and just literally already give Nick Foles the starting job week one. So that's a possibility as well. It's a big possibility. It's a huge, that team is a huge question mark, but I feel yeah. as though not only with this question that I wanted to bring up that, yeah, I think the Detroit Lions can third straight year finishing fourth, but that's going to be a huge question mark of if that happens. And let's say they only win like three games. What do you do with head coach Matt Patricia? You know, this is going to be his third season. And if you have yeah. three years in a row where you're finishing last in the division, as much as I feel he has phenomenal potential as a coach, you have to ask yourself, is he the guy? Is he the, the right fit? And it was such a big move from him to go to the Patriots, to the Lions, take that head coaching position. He was clearly taking his next career step, becoming a head coach. But we've seen so many assistant coaches go to that head coach position. The Giants have seen this painstakingly so much over the past couple of years and it just they don't fit as a head coach and sometimes it's okay so we have to see what this season is I would probably give Matt Patricia one more season so make it four we know how good he is like I probably would too and and let's be honest four might be the cutoff (laughs) four is gonna be the cutoff for sure and I think uh no doubt like if he does end up getting fired I agree with you I think he's got to go back to being a defensive leader and if that is what he wants to go back to that Oh my God, that guy will have a job in like oh, right seconds. away, immediately. Seconds. Right away. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. And speaking of the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. our last question, number 10 Mitchell Trubisky will be a free agent in 2021 and will no longer be a Chicago Bear after this season. Oh, I'm buying it. Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't gotten rid of him sooner. And that's that. It's yeah, I'm so buying simple. it as well. I, I'm buying it. I understand why they didn't move on from him. They picked this kid for Patrick Mahomes. They must be kicking exactly. themselves in the so ass every why, single day. I know, but that's why I also feel as though they haven't gotten rid of him because they're like, oh, crap. Like, we got to still <laughs> make this work and stay face. But it's just not working. It's right not now. happening. And again, it might not even be his job. It might be Nick Foles' job. And uh, I'd yeah. rather look stupid getting rid of him and fix your team than just looking. Right. I mean, we're in a situation like we just spoke about Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, he was taken in the first round, mid first round by the Washington Redskins. And we're already sitting here talking about go, him going yeah. into the sophomore Another year. Another team. That the next draft, yeah. they could be looking to replace him. So yeah. your things have happened. Absolutely. All right, let's get into our last game of the another night. Game. Game, night, night game, night game, night game. Uh, <laughs> this is another classic that we play on the show. It's called Sip Yo Drink and Fill in Yo Blank. So these are, again, 10 statements that we have. They are a mix of housewives, mix of football, and they're just fill in the, uh, fill in the blank questions. So let's kick it off. Number one, this is a, this is a booze question. My favorite summer drink is blank. So it's like, it's funny. Like, I feel like so many things like came through my head. I mean, clearly like wine is always my drink yes. of choice, like no matter what. Um, I ended up going with spike seltzers though, because I'm thinking about hanging out outside with friends, maybe playing yeah. games on the beach. Like, really? that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of. Um, and I've actually been turned on to this new type of, it's a, a technically it's spike seltzer, but it's with vodka, not like a beer base. Oh, yes, yes. High Noons. Really yes, good. I've heard of them. <clears throat> Just tried them last weekend. It's been like the hype over, like I'm a huge Barstool fan. They've been promoting it constantly. Okay. Great. So good. And it's it's kind of dangerous because it literally is vodka. <laughs> so, um, but so good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to go with a good old spike seltzer. 
Okay. I mean, I was thinking the same along the same lines as you, uh, you know, you think summer you're outside a lot doing activities yeah. and sometimes it's just, you want a beer in the summer, um, more not super specifically, but I always enjoy line and Google. Um, they have shandies and I always love Ooh. getting like a party pack, like a mix of line and Google shandies. And then also like, and I can drink this year round because it's my favorite type of beer, but I love sour beers. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I think sour beer is the best in the summer. Uh, and I just had one the other night for the first time. A lot of you guys know the popular beer brand, Sierra Nevada. Uh, Sierra Nevada came out with a sour beer, and I think it's perfect for anybody who's wishy-washy on sours because yeah. they actually call it a slightly sour ale. Slight. So I like a good sour. I like sour. I, I, so do I, but I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm going to bite into a Sour Patch Kid type thing. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. it really is slight, and it's a really great summer sour. So Sierra yeah. Nevada, uh, that's a great one for everybody to check out. Number two, Tyrod Taylor will start blank amount of games before he's replaced by Justin Herbert. I, this one was like hard because like, I don't know, like I, because I don't really know about either of them really. Like I just like, I'm not, you have Justin Herbert coming in off the draft, like I don't know. And Tyrod Taylor like was fighting against Baker Mayfield and the event, now he's here. And it's like, I don't really know. So I'm, I'm going to give him, I guess, a slight edge. I went with six games. Oh my God, that's what I did. <laughs> The light, the light goes off. The buzzer, the buzzer rings. I, I'm very shocked that Tyrod Taylor has a starting job right now. I mean, like, I, I feel like he's so. I feel like he's so random. Like someone that like everybody just forgot even exists. I agree. Like he's yeah. still in the league. Like how did he get a starting job? Yeah. And some people are still searching. For Absolutely. That. It's very bizarre yeah. to me. Um, but I went with six games, and I mainly did it based on pulling up the schedule the Chargers um, and those first six games that I think he'll he'll get a shot at Tyrod is Cincinnati really tough game against the Chiefs the Panthers really tough game against the Buccaneers really tough game against the Saints yeah and then that sixth game is the Jets so I feel as though if they have a bad record and then let's say they lose to a team like the Jets that is a winnable game yeah I think maybe they move on from him because the seventh game is against Miami and that's a winnable game and maybe you say let's throw in Justin in this game instead of against like the Saints or the mm. Buccaneers let's throw him in against Miami it's week seven we gave Tyrod a shot yeah we I tried think, I think six games is fair and if it's not a good record and it's not going well like time to throw in the rookie and just see what happens all right I think that's fair Number three, my early favorite to win the NFC is blank. Going with the New Orleans Saints. We agree. Kitty, baby. I gotta get it. We gotta get it. We gotta get the light. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been saying it for the last, like, four years. Eventually, the Saints gotta make it to the Super Bowl and win, right? Eventually. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But right now, like, just looking at the NFC, I, that's... That's who I feel. There's yeah. a couple other teams you can maybe throw in. Uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers yeah. and San Francisco 49ers both had 13-3 and three records, and the, and the Saints had a 13-3 and three record as well sitting at the top. You've got a team, like, that people kind of forget to give love to in the Seattle Seahawks. They're totally capable of winning the NFC. So I you just like, think of the Saints and you just think of this powerhouse, I, and it's I just know. like, it's kind of like, yeah. It's got to happen, so that's yeah. why I'm going with the Saints. Number four, my early favorite to win the AFC is blank. 
So I'm actually going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I know. Wait, did you pick the same thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! It's ding, like ding, the, ding. the yes. night of agreeing. I'm going to write this ding, down. Yeah. I'm going to get a diary. I'm going to write this down in my diary tonight that Katie and I agreed on things. Um, we took our friendships to the next level tonight. <laughs> Dear um, diary, it yeah. finally happened. <laughs> Katie and I agreed on multiple things. Yes. Um, so guard the Ravens because I think it's, I think a saying that I've said multiple times tonight is like a light of fire, like under someone's ass. I think they're the type of team where it's like, they were so close last year. Yeah. And like, they're so talented and like, yeah. I would watch them play the Chiefs every day for the rest of my life if I probably could. Yeah. Like both of their current teams, like they're both so talented. I think they're the type of team though that's kind of like going to take like, it's like a revenge season where it's like, you know what? Like we see what you did last season. We were right there behind you. We're getting ahead of you this season. I, I feel as though even I with I feel it. I feel as though even with teams that make the Super Bowl, sometimes they were either carried by their offense or carried by their defense. Mm -hmm. And yes, Baltimore has like a really high-powered, phenomenal offense. Yeah. They actually have a really good defense oh, too. And so I feel absolutely. as though they're a totally, you know, even team and got playmakers on both sides of the ball. But mainly I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens because shockingly enough, don't know how this happened. They have the easiest schedule going into next season based on the team, based on their opponents' records last year. How yeah. did that happen? Know, right? So if they don't like go really far, I mean, they should ab absolutely get the number one seed in the AFC. You know, sitting pretty with the easiest schedule in the league. So that yeah. was the reason specifically why I went with the Ravens. All right, number five, my MVP of the Roni season so far is blank. I'm going with Leah. Oh my goodness. We, we did it again. We did it again. God bless. She blessed. She blessed. We did she it blessed. again. Um, so I'm going with Leah. And I think I mentioned this on the last episode, um, or maybe I just sent it to you via text. You just can't tell that she's new. I know. She really has stood her ground. She's, you know, been wild as shit. Um, crazy ass MFR. Um, makes for good television. Makes for good television. Um, got some great one-liners. I think she's a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Um, all these women on New York are strong, independent women. So I, women. So I think she fits in that persona nicely. Right. Um, and I think you know maybe we were a little questionable like the first episode or so. I know like my sister was texting us. She's like, I don't like her, but like it, no, only, took, like, it only took me like the second episode to really yeah. decide like I, she made, I like this. Yeah. Though. She made a comment the first episode. I won't repeat it because it's. Not, okay. not safe for work, uh, okay. not, not safe for podcasts. You okay. didn't make a comment the first episode that I thought was hilarious. And I yeah. was like, oh my goodness, this girl's great. But I still was kind of questionable. Okay. Um, but I just, I think she really has made a name for herself and she's put her foot down on certain situations. And yeah, she's gotten blackout drunk and did crazy like exorcism stuff on a very nice place in uh, Newport. Um, but <laughs> whatever, they've all been very super, super wasted. Yeah. So I just, I think she really is. She's standing, she's the most, like, you have OGs on this franchise oh, yeah. and she's standing out more than you. New York is not an easy place to, is not easy to, to start that cast. Yeah. Um, because these are all women who can really have, really have voices and they can stand, mm -hmm. like hold their own. And that's why Leah is doing so well is because she can hold her yeah. own in this group and she can speak her mind and she doesn't care. I think she's no. super funny and witty in her interviews that she does. She does have a lot of great yeah. watches and 
does say a lot of really funny things. And yeah, she has that factor of getting a little wild, which every housewife needs to have. But I've never, it's, it's been, I can't even recall like uh, another rookie coming in, being like this another strong. first timer and doing so well and fitting in and people just loving her and just mm -hmm. a huge positive reaction. Yeah. Normally we're always talking about these girls that come in and they're one and done. So it's like, get them yeah. off the show. They don't fit. It doesn't yeah. work. Like you tried it and let, like, let them, let them go. But Leah is awesome and I hope she stays yeah. for a long time. Well, I am blanking on the name of the, the new uh, comer on Beverly Hills, um, but people Marcia. are, yes, loving her. Apparently I, and like, again, I told you I've been taking a bit of a hiatus um, yeah. from Beverly Hills, um, but I have seen just from like my Twitter sphere, um, she is, people, people are loving it. So I, I definitely can. I don't think she's rolling around in the grass on Newport. Garcelle yeah. is a very, um, very well-respected woman. Um, the, vibe, I've heard, the, vibe is, the vibe is different between New York and Beverly Hills. Yeah. So. Oh, I know. Um, but I've heard some and I've seen on, in the Twitter sphere, she is, um, yeah, like a vet. A big fan favorite right now so maybe just for bravo you know casting some solid I mean, new people because in the past they, you've casted the worst new people right so and if salt lake city mm -hmm. ends up panning out then like they're really up they're on fire they're doing they're, good. and who would think that they could just get rid of ogs and still be doing well but yeah here we are all right number six besides housewives my favorite uh, my favorite show on tv right now is blank so this is a Netflix um, series, but the new season did just come out. So I'm a huge Queer Eye fan. Um, so I believe this is season five. Um, so season five just came out. So I am um, watching that right now. I didn't I didn't binge it all the first day because I was like, Caitlin, you know you want to span it out a bit. Um, it is truly one of my um, my favorite shows. It's just so amazing. It's so heart wrenching, but so fun and just oh god, I just. It's something I think we all need right now. So I just, I'm, I'm so happy. So that's what I'm, I'm into right now. I think I only have like a two or three episodes left. And I'm trying to, trying to <laughs> make them spread them out because I love them so much. So yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, I actually mentioned this, uh, this show earlier. Uh, I have been watching MTV's The Challenge since I'm just a wee little, wee yeah. little lad. Um, Lattice. Lattice, <laughs> Lattice. <laughs> but no, I've been watching MTV's The Challenge forever. It's constantly been one of my favorite shows. And yeah, it's on right now. So that's my favorite one. But Siesta Key is coming back <gasps> next week. And I'm a huge Siesta Key. We love Siesta I, I cannot Key. Wait, so I'm ready for that. But with what's currently on right now, I'm going with The Challenge. Oh, God, I love Siesta Key. Me too. Number seven, the most overrated quarterback in the league right now is blank. So I hinted at this before, and I'm actually going to go with Jared Goff. Um, and I think that's a good answer. You'll probably go back some episodes maybe where I was like defending him or like trying to understand why people like he was making such a big setback. But I think I've really have noticed like over the past couple of months from this past season, like really how much of a setback that he took um, and how really unimpressed I was and how many people were. And did he really just have a shining moment for, because prior to going to the Rams, he wasn't that great. And then he had those shining moments. And then now he's kind of backtracking a little bit. You kind of question that. So I think, but I still think a lot of people talk about him at this like high almighty state. So yeah. when I'm thinking of overrated, I think of someone that gets spoken about too much when performance wasn't really there. So when I think of the 2019 season, that's the name that comes out to me. Okay. Um, 
I honestly didn't even look at the list of quarterbacks to like get my answer. It was just like, I got it. Kyler Murray. I don't know why. I agree. I agree with you there too. Oh my God. The hype train has left the station. Haven't you guys learned? You got on the Browns hype train and the train derailed quickly. (laughs) Don't you learn that hype trains aren't a thing? So get off the Kyler Murray one. Well, I just don't understand why people are already treating Kyler Murray like he's a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. I know. People are literally like being like, oh, he could be MVP this no, season. Stop. I'm stop. sorry, but I'm going to bring this up for the 50th time that I've said it on this show when speaking about Kyler Murray. He had almost identical stats as Daniel Jones. And he played less time. games than him. And nobody said anything about him. No. I don't understand where people came up with the fact that Kyler Murray is the next phenom. And Daniel and Jones played less games than him. So, like, exactly. let's not talk about this here. Exactly. So I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is necessarily going to be bad, but I have no idea why people are already treating him like he's accomplished anything. Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. And he, okay, he won NFL Rookie of the Year, which he shouldn't have won. No. So I I don't know. I don't know why we've all decided that Kyler Murray has already done so many. I haven't decided that. I haven't. No. No, so 100%. No. That's my answer. If you're going to run your mouth with his name, you better put my boy Daniel Jones's name in your mouth too and start running that also. Yeah. There's no excuse. You have no excuse. The data tells. Look at the data. You cannot even compete. Yeah. You can't even argue. So yeah. I agree with you on that one. All right. Number eight. If I were a housewife, I'd plan a trip to blank with all the girls. Ooh, maybe we do agree on this one because we talk about it all the time. Wine country? Yes! (laughs) We're going to wine country. Honestly. We're going to Napa. We're going to Napa. Um, I think, was that the name of the movie on Netflix? Wine country? Wine country. Yeah, I love that movie. So good. And Katie and I talk about it. Maybe my 30th birthday, you know, maybe my potential bachelorette party if I ever get married in my life or just a trip soon. Like, let's go to Napa. It's one of my bucket list goals. I know it's within the U.S., but we are big wine gals. And I just, I've always wanted to go there. And we've seen the Housewives. New Jersey went there. I would just love to get a a pack of girls with me going to wine country. We do know if we go to wine country, we should probably do a Real Football Fans of New Jersey episode oh, from Napa. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, that would be if, legendary. If any Napa wa- vineyard owners are listening to the pod right now, please extend us. Well, the we will promote your, we yeah. promote your place. Funny enough, when I was in Austin for a bachelorette party, I met a boy who opened up a vineyard in California. So if you are listening, maybe we can miss connections. I will happily marry you in your vineyard. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, question number nine. Blank will have the most passing touchdowns this season. So I thought my answer was hilarious, and I'm going with – Tom Brady, because Jameis Winston had the most passing touchdowns last season. That's actually not a bad point, because I was talking about... Like, Tom, what? I was what? talking about Tom Brady before um, with my husband, and, and actually speaking on this particular question. I was like, you know what, Tom Brady, like, Tom Brady's always a, a middle-of-the-road touchdown guy. Like, he usually yeah. is, like, 25 touchdowns every season. He never does anything too, too crazy, but... 
That's actually a really solid point. If Jameis Winston can be the touchdown leader from last season with that offense. Then Tom Brady's getting eight gazillion touchdowns with the Bucs. Honestly, you're not wrong. You're not Now that you pointed out that way, that's, that's a pretty good answer. Um, I actually went with somebody who had 50 passing touchdowns in 2018, so absolutely killed it, mm-hmm. and then took a step back last season with only 26. But I feel like Mr. Patrick Mahomes is going to get things just fired up again. Sidearm um, that thing. Absolutely. I, I was, it's actually surprising to think he only threw 26 last year, especially yeah. in the Super Bowl champion. Obviously, they had a lot of success again. And I think we're going to see him get more closer to that 50 number again. I mean, 50 is a lot, but he's definitely going to do more than 26. And so I, I'm going to go with Mahomes. All it's right. A safe pick. That's a safe pick. Safe pick. All right, last but not least, our last uh, question in our last game. If I had to marry one of the Real Housewives of New Jersey hubbies, I'd choose blank. We probably agreed on this one, too. I went Joe Gorga. No. (gasps) Who did you pick? So Joe Gorga actually wasn't in my top two. As much as I absolutely love him, um, I would have said Frank Catania. He's my number two. Oh, but my, the reason I did not give him the number one spot is because I would be fearful that he wouldn't be faithful. And he even oh. said when people have asked him about getting back together with Dolores, he's like, Dolores deserves the world. And like, he seemed like he wasn't sure if he was able to give her that. Oh. So that makes me nervous. So I'm like, I love you, but I can't. So I actually went with someone who I just think is just a nice, like, good husband. I went with Jackie's husband, Evan. He does, yeah. yeah. He's just a good down-to-earth guy who, like, doesn't get involved in the drama. Like, yeah. You know, so that's who I went with. But I do, I do love some Joe Gorga. He's, he's awesome. He makes he's just like a firecracker. I feel like I need a lot of fun in my life. And he's so devoted to Melissa. So he does. He loves her. He loves yeah. her. All right. That was fun. Three games in one night. Honestly, yeah. I had a blast. So getting uh, to the tight, we're still going to do get it off our chest yeah. tonight. Uh, we'll make it make it quick for you. We've already had a very, very long episode. Yeah. Uh, but all, all good reason. And so, yeah, so why don't you go ahead? You can kick us off. Get it off your chest. Positive, ne- negative, football, housewives, life, anything. Hit us yeah. Yeah. Um... I was originally going to talk about something about football, but then you, we started talking about t- different TV shows before, and it got me thinking <laughs> of it got me thinking of what I what I've been watching. And obviously, I always give everybody things to watch. Uh, I didn't pace myself. I did binge all of Thirteen Reasons Why season. Oh, I saw a clip days. from that, and our boy was mentioned in the show. Who's our boy? Eli oh, yes, he was. He was. Yes. I was Eli very Manning. offended by the comment. It was, it was like a half offensive, half like funny, yeah. powerful, like, okay, that's true. Like, but yeah, I was mainly offended. My jaw was dropped for it. But anyways, um, season four, I, I finished in about three days. And I do want to unfortunately tell fans of 13 Reasons Why. Obviously, you have to watch it if you've been along the ride the whole time. But I thought it was the worst season. I thought the writing was really poor. It never gets better. Is that? I feel like that's the case for every show. It just never yeah, gets better. It, you're right. A lot of the time, it just goes downhill. And this, unfortunately, was a show that that happened with. And I found myself just being like, let's, let's just be done with it. It is the final oh, season, so I'm happy that. about that. But I hate these high school shows where it's like, I get it, it's a TV show, so you need drama and you need things to happen. Right. But like, when you look at the course of the show, you're like, 
how could all of that crap ever happen in one person's four years of high school? That's just, I know, like people don't even have that happen in a lifetime. Right. So I always just kind of like, especially this season, I really started to roll my eyes at it. Like, okay, enough's enough. Like, this is too much. This, this, this doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. So, um, I watched that and then, oh, and then the other thing that I'm watching, did you watch Dirty John, the first one, the first season of Dirty John? No, what is Dirty John? It's like, it was a true crime thing. Like it was was a reenactment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Bana was in it. People really loved it. And now a second season, it's still called Dirty John, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's about a a brand new story. Uh, and I forget where it gets aired on. I don't know, but uh, you can catch it on demand, and it's about, it's the Betty Broderick story about a woman who was accused, or I guess found guilty, because she was in jail, right. of murdering her husband. Um, he tried, oh, yes. he tried okay. to divorce her. Yes. He really, like, she had, they had a lot of money, they had mm-hmm. this great life, and then all of a sudden, yeah. he, wanted, he had an affair, he wanted to divorce her, and she wasn't having it, and she murdered him. And yes. so, I don't okay. know, I'm a huge, like, true crime doc yeah. girl, and obviously this is- I had no idea that there was like a first season to that not that they were yeah. late I didn't realize so I actually have seen the previews for that it does look really I really think good. the first season is on Netflix and if it's not then I still think you could probably get it this on is Netflix. on like it's like TBS or USA I think. yeah like one yeah. of those mm-hmm. yeah yeah that does so, look very um, good though it is so far the second season this this new story has been really enjoyable as well mm-hmm. and it's got Christian Slater and Amanda Pete and they've both yeah really good in it and I definitely Highly recommend that for anybody who loves true crime uh, stuff, true crime yeah. stories. So awesome. Yeah. Um, so mine, I mean, I'll give my recommendation too. I mentioned it before. Um, Queer Eye, the new season's yeah. out. Um, all the seasons are on Netflix. Um, I just, I truly love the show. And I've been watching Queer Eye since it was Queer Eye for the straight guy. Um, I know. Me too. Yeah. This set of guys um, and this you know, I, I don't want to call it a franchise, but it is different. Like, it's so much better than the original series. Um, it's because they're helping multiple people. It's not just straight men. They're helping men, women, different races, religion, and backgrounds. You're, you're, you're touching on some different ages. Like, the, they, in one of these seasons, they, like, helped an 18-year-old girl. Like, they're, they're going through so many different, like, areas and people with so many different issues and everything. And it's such an eye-opening show. And I had mentioned before, you know, like, maybe, like, right now, like, sometimes, like, people need to, to see this because they do go into some of the issues that we're, we're dealing with right now and are really trying to understand and everything. Um, and it's just, but it's also, like, you're smiling so much throughout the show. You are crying. You cry a lot. Um, but all the seasons are the one season, actually last season, they actually went over to Japan. Um, that was really interesting um, to see that dynamic. Um, I really loved that. Um, but it's, it's just such a great show. And I love the Fab Five. Like I, uh, I so I don't, I don't know if you saw like a commercial for this. I don't think it's happened yet, but there's going to be a new season of Celebrity Family Feud, and they're actually doing the Fab Five, and then the new cast of Queer Eye are going to play against each other. So oh, yeah, so it's, it actually yeah. already happened, because okay. my uh, sister um, said that, like, when I told her I was watching yeah. the new season, she was like, oh, be on the lookout, and then she was like, wait a minute, it's on demand. She's like, I'm watching it right now, yeah, <laughs> so, so I do have I to go that, and watch. Yeah. yeah, when I saw that they were going to, you know, back 
battle it out against each other on Family yeah. Feud. I'm like, that's that's a yeah. great idea. And nothing against like the old season. Like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was like truly dra- groundbreaking. Like it was oh, a yeah. great, great show. Great, you know, there was a good reason behind it, everything like that. But right. I just I love the new the new series, and it's just like I I sit down and I watch them. And I'm like, I need that. Not that I have like a problem, like problematic right. life, but I want them to come and just like motivate me for the day and it's like let's go Kaylin like let's do it like they are just like they're the crew that you want on your side it's just old 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 and new they're they're just a group of really amazing guys and they're so likable and so funny and yeah I I definitely I haven't watched like the new one that much I caught like the first season but they're they're pretty amazing like you know it was kind of like ooh, they're bringing this back like those original guys were so Mm -hmm. good but these guys are are just as good in their own right as well yeah, absolutely. So that is what I'm watching right now. I'm trying to extend it. I could have binged it. Um, <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still watching community. So I'm still, I'll, I'll, they're 20 minute episodes. So I think you them. can, I think you could definitely check out Dirty John. Okay, I will. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's my quick get off my chest, you know, quarantine still yes, living. New yeah. Jersey's opening it up though. So I'm yes. free as a bird soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show for tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, obviously, again, we weren't here last week, but normally we are with you every single week, every Wednesday, and we are so happy to keep doing this. So please keep joining us and send us your questions, vote on our polls, all that good stuff. Uh, as far as this week, you do not want to miss Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's on tonight at nine, and the Real Housewives of New York is on tomorrow at nine. Well, so definitely. Check it out. Those two franchises are like starting to get mid-season now. Yeah. And things are getting real good and you don't want to miss it. So thank you Absolutely. guys for joining us and thank we will you. catch you next week and happy social distancing, almost free, starting almost to become a little free. free. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Thank yeah. you guys and good night. Good night.